0: Hello and welcome to episode 38 wow. of That's a Shame. Did you like the enthusiasm That was good though?
1: because last time you did it you admitted to me beforehand and <laughs> indeed followed up on that promise that it was going to be a very lackluster introduction.
0: <laughs> I'd and only been boy, awake for about one minute last Boy time. was it. So it's... I had to lean back in my wheelie chair to do that introduction <laughs> for fear of blowing out our <laughs> audience's ears. That's the kind of care and precision I have. No, it was good. And Thank it. you very much. I'm Isaac, you're I Declan. Know, that's our end. <laughs> and this has been episode 30. <laughs> Sorry. See By you next law, week. We
1: have to end it there.
0: <laughs> I didn't I can't remember what we normally say at the beginning, but yeah, welcome back to That's a Shame. This is uh episode thirty-eight. Um rapidly approaching forty, how do you feel about that? Uh
1: much like I would if it were my own age. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, overwhelming sense, depression sense of,
0: what's that death of misery lack of achievement you say
1: no greatest extravagances thus far
0: <laughs> oh dear well we'll be sure to completely bypass any celebration i'm gonna make that a particularly somber episode actually i'm gonna tell yeah. you about different forms of emotional abuse i've suffered <laughs> it's gonna be good <laughs> tune in for that one gang uh but look i say this quite frequently i, I i'll admit to that but what an episode have we in store for you today? We've got Proust. We've got a flat Earth update. We've got a Mr. Ben update. And whatever else <laughs> who'd have we managed thought to pull out. <laughs> yeah, in who'd have thought a that ended <laughs> a thousand years ago that was last broadcast during the days of Jesus himself.
1: <laughs> well, that's one of the interesting things where you're wrong. What where you're very wrong.
0: Are you gonna if you're gonna tell me that it's like actually like mandela effect it was from last year and we've all just hallucinated it
1: (laughs) no there's just a really interesting fact that's coming up
0: in the mr ben update okay well well, why not dive into the Mister Ben? you want to just go into it i can't bear not to know any longer
1: well all it was was i was i was listening to last episode on my dreadful walk to work uh,
0: how long does that take
1: oh only about an hour and 10 minutes good (laughs) Across uh, a field, hour and, hour and twenty-five, coming home because it's all uphill.
0: <laughs> so, um, and because of Earth's rotation.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the spin. I've got, I've got to go at least a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> it really um, takes it out of you. I was so I was listening to us talk, and we were having a discussion about what we thought the purpose of the shopkeeper was. What is the oh. whole message of Can i just ben.
0: Interject briefly. Because I wonder if when I've mentioned to some people that I listen, listen to, to our own show. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think, is that normal? Is that narcissistic? I, I think it's normal. I think it's normal. We've got to check I that we haven't
1: offended anyone or that we've yep. only offended the right people is probably more specific. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, the audio quality is all right. We've got yeah. to know what we've said so that we can make incredibly witty back
0: references. <laughs> more of those coming soon guys keep your ears peeled for our first ever one exactly see i think it's i agree i think it's like the done thing it's not i don't know if i'd do it forever
1: i'm not sat there (laughs) i'm not not sat like waiting for the notification to come through that it's available (laughs) as soon as (laughs) we finished (laughs) um but yeah so i was listening to it and we were talking about the shopkeeper and mr ben in general and trying to figure out what you know what's the message here
0: um what yeah, is thrust?
1: And you mentioned something about how uh the shopkeeper is some kind of Transatlantic paedophile. Davy Jones figure who's uh oh, yes. who can't actually go to these worlds but is just designed to ferry him to them. Mm-hmm. But then this had me thinking, what if it's one step further than that?
0: Right. What, what if, if
1: he's the boat? What if this is what if this is Mr. Ben's Purgatory? Oh, that is an interesting idea. Because if you remember the opening credits to Mister Ben, mm, and I, I hope you do, it's uh, it's like a little wheel, and uh, right. it turns round, and you see all of the different incarnations of Mister Ben that are going to be coming up in the series, of which there was one. Uh-huh. Uh, and well, it was just turning. one series ever? Yeah. Oh. So it keep, and it keeps turning until it gets back round to Mister Ben in his bowler hat, which I thought is quite clearly some Buddhist wheel of life, yeah, imagery that's lovely you've got to achieve enlightenment nirvana before before you you can can get get up to to nirvana
0: that's really cool that's like have you ever read that story that people post on the internet every one second called the egg are you familiar with this no What it is right uh it's about a man who has a little die i think it starts with him dead and then he goes to wherever it is kind of situated in In no in particular, in the way that those places always are metaphysical realms, and he meets someone who is kind of unassuming but is clearly God of some sort oh and um what is revealed through the course of the story is that he this man who's died has been and will be everyone in the universe ever, and that it's oh, just like yeah I think I have it's just this. like the whole universe is just for him to achieve his potential so he can like join the god people so the whole universe is an egg i think is the the theme i'll put it in the show notes people can give their interpretations but that sounds like it's in the mr ben wheelhouse yeah um, wheelhouse. nice very nice so in this mythology then um the shopkeeper is what is he like a Saint peter figure i think he he's like uh, above that. if
1: we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of spoiling here so if you watch ashes to ashes fuck off
0: oh, yeah <laughs> Watch the American one. Yeah,
1: but this idea that uh, this world exists, and he's kind of the the Philip Glenister mm-hmm. figure, you know, the DCI Hunt, who yeah. who is there um, not to um, explicitly tell you what's going on, but to help you achieve this passage onwards. Because yeah. if we if we listen to the description, and and I mean, do try and look. I know that we brought it up, but do try and look past the blatantly paedophilic description of the <laughs> shopkeeper. So whether in a book or on television, Mr Ben's adventures take on a similar pattern. Mr. Ben wearing a black suit and bowler hat leaves his house at fifty two festive road and visits <laughs>
0: <laughs> Festive Road. Also fifty two is I another know, week in the year. The circle continues. Well, the circle will be unbroken. And
1: visits a fancy dress
0: costume shop
1: where he is visited Sorry, where he is invited by the mustachioed, fez-wearing shopkeeper <laughs> to try on a particular outfit. To take he is, part in Operation Utrell. Yeah, he is, a, he is like a combination of everyone's... Dodgy uncle. ...like stereotype of what a paedophile might look yeah. like,
0: isn't he? Yeah, the fez is just, like, literally caps it off. He leaves, the,
1: he leaves the shop through a magic door at the back of the changing room and enters a world appropriate to his costume. That's helpful, isn't it? You wouldn't I want to be dressed as a Roman and ending up <laughs> under the sea.
0: End up in the future. Everyone thinks, who's this not robot? Just bites him to death. I don't like that there's a magic door in the changing rooms because I bet that the shopkeeper can <laughs> peer been, through That's it. been a
1: very exploited.
0: Do you reckon? How like, used it as a magic soon, glory hole. How soon
1: after he puts on the costume is the door magic? Like, are the Romans peeping back there, through barely. at him? <laughs> <laughs> uh where he has an adventure, brackets, which usually contains a moral, before the yeah. shopkeeper reappears to lead him back to the changing room. See, I'd forgotten about that, that the shopkeeper does appear in, in the adventures. But solely as a kind of, lead of boring,
0: him. time to leave the party, yeah, like your, Isaac. Yeah, like your mum
1: coming to get you from your yeah, friend's house. that's horrible. Mr. Ben returns to his normal life, but is left with a small souvenir of his magical adventure.
0: Right. And then I'd forgotten this. those usually.
1: But probably just a little token or something. Mm, boring. I mean that in the, not in the, like the coin the sense <laughs> that you might get like an arcade. Just gets a
0: different, yeah. one of those stretched out pennies you get right. from a museum. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Wow. And it's just like the Romans.
1: So I, I was sort of like reading through to see if there was anything on the Wikipedia that might um, confirm or deny this. Mm. But what I've discovered is just that this Wikipedia page, though short, is has some incredible lines. Okay. So here's, here's where you were wrong about the broadcasting. Mm. McKee wrote and animated with Ian Lawless 13 Mr. Ben episodes for the BBC in the early 1970s. Mm. These episodes were repeated twice a year for 21 years. Bloody <laughs> hell.
0: Wow. What longevity. Yeah. It's, it's echoed through the ages. Like, it's almost like the programme itself is, is fulfilling the it's Ben ones. Helping, helping us to move on hmm that's beautiful isn't that like amazing it's immense poetry about it it really is here's
1: a a bit of tragedy to the story though good but phenomenally phrased <laughs> mckee has not benefited financially to the extent he might have quote i signed a contract where i only got a one-off payment and no repeat fees but i've done quite oh. well from a number of other things and i'm still exhibiting paintings I get get the feeling they didn't ask him for that update, but he just told them. (laughs) Unfortunately, according to Mr. Ben's Little Book of Life, very little of McKee's original artwork created for the television episodes exists today, as most of it was thrown into a rubbish
0: skip in the 1970s. (laughs) That makes it sound ceremonial rather than accidental or just sanitary. It's not a cleaning process. It's like they had to purge it or the magic door would open again. It's the like shopkeeper it. would appear. Every 27 years, Penny whistle's going to re-emerge <laughs> with Mr. Ben's Penny face. Penny Whistle? That's what he's called. Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah. <laughs> Penny whistle's a type
1: of whistle. <laughs> You only saw it last. That's night, the clangers. Didn't you? <laughs> it's good. I, I like it. I thought about this um, the other day when we said about making Mr. Ben from entirely the shopkeepers perspective about yeah. our failed ODN <laughs> that we were oh, going to, to do, do, do to do the clangers, but with no. ODN,
0: let's explain. Is a like a, test bed kind of drama production yeah Where you just write usually it was like student writing you write a shit play you put it on no one comes to see it everyone goes home <laughs> yeah. and cries about the death of art but
1: we really but wa- our idea was amazing we yeah. wanted to do one that was the clangers but with no narrator
0: <laughs> so it's just yeah. people whistling so- <laughs> at each other for half an hour just came- <laughs> And then the soup dragon rocks up and goes, blah, 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 blah,
2: blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> He was a terror, that soup dragon. The soup dragon, as
1: uh, as our listeners may have guessed, was absolutely going to be played by the one and only Joseph
0: D'Angelo. No one <laughs> that, else in the world that would be a fucking amazing. big world. enough to play <laughs> that would the, be the soup dragon. <laughs> you have to have a lot of presence as, as the soup dragon. Yeah. Imagine lowering him down on a wire into the, the barn. Just full of people painted pink with whistles and a baffled audience unable to follow. The Clangers, if you don't know what it is, guys, give it a Google. It's an amazing children's show. Is it an Oliver Postgate creation? I think, I think it, it is. is, yeah. I always like, hated it. In childhood. I love The Clangers. It's so relaxing. They're just on the moon and they're like pink mice Yeah, who I just walk around the moon living their lives.
1: I, I quite enjoy it now, but I always hated it. And there's the well.
0: singing, it's- ringing tree. That's a nice idea. Wind chimes, they reinvented on the moon, basically. Although there's no <laughs> wind, I don't think, is there? So no. who knows how that worked?
1: The, the flat earthists are uh, keen
0: to,
1: keen point, to point, out. point out. Episode one of of, um, of Mr. Ben was called Red
0: mm. Knight. That's O, knight with a K. Yeah. Red Knight sounds like a...
1: It sounds a like Stranger Things. a battle.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: In this very first episode, Mr. Ben has been invited to a fancy dress party... He disliked, oh.
0: imagine this for a, so he hadn't been to the par- to the shop before. No. He had like impetus to go there.
1: Yeah. Uh, but here is, that's cold. here's part of the impetus. Imagine seven more troubling words than these. He dislikes mm. parties, but enjoys dressing up. So uh, he looks around yeah. ra- <laughs> so, One of those. So he looks around the shops for a costume to wear, but everywhere he finds only ordinary everyday clothes. <laughs> he was just going to Burton. <laughs>
0: H&M. <laughs> Forgotten, he got lost
1: in the way. Turning into a small lane on his way home, Mister Ben comes across a costume shop where he chooses an outfit of red knight's armor. Changing into the armor, Mister Ben passes through another door in the shop's changing room and finds himself in another world.
0: He stumbles—the same world—he stumbles
1: upon a dragon. Oh no! <laughs> and at first, thinks it is someone else in fancy dress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. It's absolutely He's like got costume.
1: Turn. He soon realizes his mistake. He learns, well, that the, good. he learns that the dragon used to be the king's pet until an evil match seller started a fire <laughs> and made sure what? the dragon got the blame.
0: That's an It's arson. That's it's an, an arson subplot. <laughs> That's so involved and unnecessary, isn't it? Because these episodes are like one second long. Yeah. They're like 20 minutes max. And they've been, there's already like so many layers to that plot. So there's a party. He is a man who likes... Dressing up, but doesn't like parties. So we've got to get that exposition across in a scene. Then he's got to like have a scene where he's fate, like just finding normal clothes, like he's going to an office job. Then he's got to discover something, find this secret door, find a dragon, learn about its whole backstory (laughs) and when it was framed by an (laughs) evil match seller, which is not like an archetype, is it? The evil match seller. He's just invented that character. He's one of It's amazingly
1: involved. He's one of two match sellers in popular culture the other one being a small girl who just dies in the snow a little matchstick yeah girl.
0: that's her that's a callback because we talked about exactly crew, you it? see we've got are a- getting her on episode 40 it's gonna be special <laughs> <laughs> it's her first interview
1: rye neck gal they call her <laughs> that's her um mr ben helps the dragon regain the king's favor that's good of him
0: Mm, I don't like this, the phrasing of that, though. It makes it sound like he gives, <laughs> performs a sex act.
1: <laughs> gives him a little kiss. A
0: fiery matchstick-based penetration.
1: On returning to his own everyday world, Mr. Ben decides he has had enough excitement and won't be going to the fancy <laughs> dress party after all. But he tells the I don't sho- believe there ever was a party. But he tells the shopkeeper that he'll be coming back to the shop again soon to try another costume and have this another so adventure. Silly. Now, what I, what I love about that last bit... Is that uh, I actually now like to imagine that um, the whole show is is from is not from an omnipresent perspective, but from Mister Ben's, and so Mister right. Ben has invented this idea that the shopkeeper is magic, but really the shopkeeper is <laughs> very confused. That man went into the changing room for fifteen minutes, came out, said, "I won't be buying it, but I'll be back tomorrow <laughs> to try on <laughs> another costume." So, what do you mean? Okay. And have another adventure?
0: What advent? What were you doing in there? <laughs> the whole party setup seems quite loose and flimsy on Ben's part. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Mitchell and Webb sketch lager beer. Do you know that Oh, one? yeah. Where they're in a corner shop and he comes in trying to buy salubrious items. Like, oh, I'll take some of this spring water and, and a packet of crisps and what's that over there? Uh, I'll have one, one of your lager beers. And then he's like, oh, now that I come to think of it, looking at it now, I don't have enough money for the water, the crisps and the lager beer. I'll just you know what, I'll just take the beer today and then I'll come out. And he's like, all right, see you tomorrow, So It's that kind of... uh, Mr. Ben is kidding no one but himself about this whole party. He's never been invited to anything in his life because he rocks around dressed as a dragon or a matchstick, interfering with the past in his own head. Creepy little man. Very, very odd. I found that Wikipedia pages for old TV shows are always... They always reveal them to be just an absolute... Hive of mental illness. I on mean, the part of everyone I mean, involved.
1: Listen to the, the description of the second episode. Okay, it's called The
0: Hunter. Mm. They're all quite like grand titles, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Mister Ben is dressed as a hunter, in keeping with the pet shop and the garden centre he passed on his way to the shop.
0: What does that mean? So
1: there was there was a thing earlier that I mentioned that often where he's going what you see in the background on his way to and from mm-hmm. the shop and um, like clues mm. foreshadows where he's going to go. What, so he just
0: dresses up like a hunter shop. to go to a pet shop.
1: No, no, no. So he went past the pet shop and past the garden right. center and the idea of animals and plants combined to create hunter in the jungle. Oh. So that's the costume he tried on when he gets to the shop.
0: That does sound like a confusion very... that he's having then, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Th- this is where it all gets mm-hmm. mad. He doesn't, behave like a hunter however (laughs) he is apprenticed to another hunter who claims to be the greatest hunter in the world but prevents him from killing any of the animals Mm. by claiming they are not enough of a challenge for him they finally stumble upon a herd of elephants (laughs) mr Ben gets them to jump up and down Um, throwing the hunter off balance he convinces the hunter to sell his rifle buy a camera and become a wildlife photographer that's such a lovely
0: message that's really sweet i like that i don't quite follow the jumping up and down part that seems like more trouble than it's worth you could have just had the conversation with the hunter like look phil i mean hunting has had its day really it's on the way out You've seen that what happened when they killed Cecil the Lion, no one's a fan. And just uh gone with that trajectory rather than a circus like display of gymnastic ability. I guess what's, he knows what he's doing.
1: What's great moving on is that like the first three have paragraph long descriptions mm-hmm. of it. But then after that they uh Mr they ben just goes have, to like, Space one or some line. Shit. Uh yeah. Or, a Stone Age community live right next to a dusty and dangerous road frequented by dinosaurs (coughs) and other prehistoric animals, but want to live in the fresh green countryside. There's just one problem. There are no caves. (laughs) Mr. Ben has the answer. They can build stone huts. Wow.
0: Mr. Ben invented civilization during that famous coexistence (laughs) of man and dinosaur era. That you can see in footage. Carl Pilkington's footage. (laughs)
1: Staggering. Just two more Mm -hmm. here. There's one episode that's called Aladdin, brackets, Magic Carpet, (laughs) which is a great title. Not not another Aladdin. Not your mate Aladdin. No, it's the same one. And then there was a a one-off special episode Mm. made in 2005. Wow. Um, Based on the final Mr. Ben book called Gladiator. Okay. And just... Listen to this for a description. I'm ready. Gladiator. Mr. Ben is transported to ancient Rome, where he meets his friend, Smasher LeGru.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. That's (laughs) a horrible name. But
1: he has forgotten that prisoners are made to fight gladiators in the arena, and those who aren't beaten will end up facing the lions.
0: Oh, Mr. Ben, what an omission on your part.
1: We don't even find out what happened to him. He's
0: dead. Surely he died in that last nice episode. <laughs>
1: it's the only it was the only final character.
0: Aslan off. finishes him off. <laughs> Says that he's an abomination to the idea of humanity.
1: <laughs> the shopkeeper appears just dragging his limb
0: back back into the shop. The shopkeeper comes and just I'll like put it files. With the others. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. Like a salad fingers shopkeeper. Yeah. That'd be lovely. Well, I think we should watch all of Mr. Ben and relay our thoughts on it over time. an audio commentary. Yeah, as we keep promising and never doing. Wow. Put it in the pile of to-be-finished never projects. <laughs> no, look, we might do that. That'd be fun. And plus, it would take a combined total of about one minute to watch all of Mr. Ben. Yep. And then about 20 hours to analyse quite why society allowed this <laughs> shopkeeper to own property and to act as a free man. <laughs> and he's a clear threat to all who surround him with his secret doors. Maybe
1: he's like a metaphor for the evils of the market.
0: <laughs> yeah. But in a way, he's not really capitalist because he doesn't seem to be charging. He doesn't sell anything. anything. <laughs> that's why he's getting off on it. Like, that's how we have evidence that the shopkeeper's getting off on the whole process. There's something maybe that's from, why, he, like, he
1: keeps inviting him back. Like, he needs he needs to get money from Mister Ben to implement him in some kind of like psychosis. <laughs> he just keeps walking out.
0: He's just a really difficult patsy to get a hold yeah. of. Poor Ben. Well, we'll keep you updated with all Mister Ben updates as as they come into us live. We could maybe try and get in touch with anyone who is involved in the creation of the program, assuming they're all alive.
1: I um, want to get in touch with the person who threw it all in a skip.
0: <laughs> What's going through your mind when you when you absolutely decimated the childhood of anyone born in the 70s? I want to find the person who played or conceived the shopkeeper. I hope that's his only work. That's all he's done. He just goes to conventions and plays him. And
1: as if by magic,
0: the shopkeeper appeared. Horrible creep. Um, look, let's go into our flat earth update. Because oh, yeah. there's no well, there's one particular thing I had to tell you about, but how, over the last, how long has it been since the last episode? Like four days or something? Yeah. How's your, just summarise your experience with the Flat Earth groups. Um, it's becoming increasingly combative, I think.
1: Yeah, I found that as well. There's they're a real starting, aggression. Yeah, they're really starting to, uh, to, to to come at us. They want mm, us in gone. A big way. There have been a lot yeah. of posts uh, about why are there even globe tards
0: in this group yeah kick the Gobby um, babies to the curb
1: which they seem to have not realised that the the group is called the original flat earth versus sphere <laughs>
0: discussion <laughs> so if you That's get rid of right. one side the versus becomes somewhat redundant yeah that would be a shame um but otherwise it seems to be continuing strong i woke up to 80 something notifications from that one post i did which is now on like a thousand comments I've, oh, yeah. I've turned off notifications on that post eight thousand times in the last day, and every few minutes it goes boodum, and I get another one of someone calling me some some kind of globe-faced idiot. Yeah. Uh, so that's all good. Now I had a conversation, a one-on-one with a flat earther the other day. I was doing like writing work, and I was writing these boring articles, and I had this chat up. He sent me a message request after like we'd been going at each other about the shape of the earth in a group over like the week, basically. And he sent me a message that was like, come on, we need to talk about this. Seriously. I was like, (laughs) sure. What, what do you want to talk about? And so throughout the entire day, basically on and off for like, yeah, a whole day that I was working, he was sending me messages and I'd reply like, not instantly, but throughout the day we were getting back to each other's messages. And a couple of observations about that first is that he was really nice. Like he was, seemed like a very nice man. He was from um, Michigan, I think right. and he was telling me a bit about like how uh, like his experiences have contributed to believing in the flat earth. And I was like, at one point we were talking about if you can see the curvature of the planet from planes, which you can in conditions that are best suited to doing so. And he was like, well, I've never been in a plane, but my wife has once, and she said that she couldn't see it. So it seems like that's proof. I was like, well, maybe not, but we'll leave it there. (laughs) And it was like moderately... Productive is the wrong word, because that implies that any minds were changed on either side. But it was at least interesting to kind of hear someone explain themselves and respond... Not through a meme? Yes, exactly. Not through a Microsoft Paint meme. Because he did have... Answers to some stuff, it and that was fine. It was just that the things he didn't have answers to, rather than being like, "Oh, it appears that my theory of the shape of the planet doesn't have a good answer for gravity or something like that." Maybe I should rethink it or like be a bit skeptical. He's just like, "Nah." Well, (coughs) he's like, "Well, we each have our own beliefs and ideologies. Some things are just never going to be resolved." And after I was just like, "Okay, fine," but then I was already a bit, uh, I don't know like that lee guy we were talking to yesterday who revealed himself to be
1: oh i've got lee's conversation have you
0: yeah so let's come to lee afterwards but the thrust is that he was initially very combative but then turned out to be profoundly simple and i mean that in quite a positive way he was quite stupid but also just very sweet he was telling us about how He'd made a spelling mistake and he was like, I've just got the new LG style version (laughs) too, finding it really hard to type. And then Declan responded like, oh, I know what you mean. I've got fat thumbs. So when I type, I often do the wrong thing. And he was like, I don't have fat thumbs. Thanks. I just (laughs) missed the point of, of what you were getting at. But in the same way as that, like the underlying person kind of coming through once you tear away the layers of shit memes and globe-tard aggression. Um, at the end of this conversation with Jeremy and my flat earth pal, he was asking a bit about like what it was like in the UK and stuff like that. And then he was like, well, it's been really great talking to you. Um, would you mind checking out this app project I'm working on? <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. I was quite intrigued by this concept And he was like, yeah, um, my my mum got me involved in it. She sent me a link and I have to make this web app to to help people sign up. I was like, okay, I, I didn't know what he was on about. So he sent me a link and I've never been faced so instantly, so fully, so thoroughly with the reveal that what I'm looking at is a pyramid scheme <laughs> this man <laughs> jeremy's mother has embroiled him in one of the most apparent multi-level marketing systems i've ever seen and poor jeremy has just quit his job to focus on it full time how do you feel about oh that? dear sad isn't it
1: it is a shame that that this does happen that people will get sucked into these things that you think of as being so firmly cemented into the pop culture of what it means to be swindled or scammed Mm. that nobody, like timeshare, like who's going to timeshare meetings and getting a timeshare like now? How have you not seen any kind of film or television comedy from the last 30 years Mm. in which it's proven to be the biggest scam going? How, How have you missed this boat? But then, how do you turn up and go, oh yeah, no, this is a good idea.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well, what I think is that they're quite similar modes of thinking between the idea that, like, uh, well, there's a lot of evidence against this, but surely my theory of the flat Earth is the right one. Like being unable to to um, attribute any of the wrongs that I pointed out in in similar concepts to your own one seems to be a big crossover in what's pointing flat-earth people to both yeah. flat-earth-ism and <laughs> absolute pyramid schemes. This pyramid scheme was particularly good because unlike Herbalife or... Uh, what's that one where you sell, like, magazines? I can't remember the name of it. Or oh, yeah, soap. Yeah, no. Another one is the soap one. Unlike those, this one was selling an immaterial product, which was a kind of insurance that had no obvious, like, vector for when it would be used. It was to protect you against <laughs> a very particular kind of legal threat that I've never heard of nor known anyone to encounter. And, like, they're so transparent, these things, that if you just Google the name of them, the first page of results will always be, like, core. Is this a pyramid scheme? Yes. Solved. But <laughs> like, if you're not doing that much research, then... Quite like with Lee, whose grasp on even four letter words and the spelling thereof was so profoundly lacking that you're just like, well, of course you're going to believe the earth is flat if someone says it is, because it's just not, you're not equipped to think otherwise. And that's like, we shouldn't blame people for that. We should maybe blame the education system or whatever. But it's just a shame that you can't really help once it gets to a certain point. You can't like re-educate people. Because even using the word makes you sound like an absolute dictator. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Tell us about Lee then. Well,
1: Lee, he he came into the fray on your post of your little certificate. Have we mentioned our certificates?
0: No, I don't think we have. We should oh, post well, those.
1: Yeah, we'll post those. I did put mine on the Twitter. Uh, okay, um, that counts as a mention on the Twitter. <laughs>
0: Such an old. I person. put it on the Twitter, love. I sent did it, you see in, it? A,
1: in an electronic mail. <laughs> Um, You're like John Darkins. But essentially we got... Uh, we each got awarded by a spectacular sort of pleb. Um, <laughs> a certificate uh, declaring that we had... That we were first degree parrot sheep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> certificate of total failure, it's called as well. Yeah.
1: Um, the date was time to wake up. <laughs> Signature signed by the, the, the truth. truth. <laughs> <laughs> essentially saying that we'd failed to... Uh, to provide even a single fact in yeah. support of the globe earth uh, in in my case it was because uh, david admitted that he was literally too stupid to press the see more button
0: yeah he was like well you didn't send me any links and you're like well have you heard of the button that here's says, a screenshot the of them and he was and like he oh, they were mental. blocked
1: by the see more <laughs> and then he and then he blocked me yeah um that David, of course, whose profile tells us that he's the owner at <laughs> Look Good and Feel Good and studied at the School of Awesomeology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking tragic.
1: So Isaac, Isaac been trying to get one of these. It's I was like annoyed because you got now.
0: given one on my post. Like I yeah. instigated that and I'd spoken to him at length before, but he hadn't done the thing. I clearly hadn't annoyed him enough. I'd probably no. been like too nice. I hadn't got under his skin enough for him to block me and then because these are personalised certificates it says yeah, this oh, is got to that them. and then your actual name is printed on it um, although my one says I failed to do her like whatever, I've proven her own ignorance so I didn't quite get You've
1: this. got It says his at some points though.
0: Well what's he trying to say to me there he's just trying to confuse me even yeah. more than he already has with his mad beliefs <laughs> taught at the school of orsomology. <laughs> I can only assume he's some kind of proctor figure Holding up the, the <laughs> fort of education, that it undoubtedly is. But yeah, so he he was one of the more combative people,
1: and he so
0: he sent us these
1: certificates, and Isaac posted his to the group with a little yeah. message for for David, if he if he's out there still listening. Yeah. Um. And some people tried. Uh, some people like congratulated us. Yeah. Some people uh, just thought it was really funny. Some people fully misunderstood. <laughs> there, was one, there was one woman who seemed to think that we had awarded these certificates <laughs> to, to, to either to ourselves or to David,
0: but with our names on
1: them. Yeah, yeah. And like, this is despite so me explaining it in three separate comments, <laughs> <laughs> she still didn't understand. I oh, know. And then op op. I I nearly said op cropped, up cropped Lee. Yes. And he just posted a link to a YouTube video. They love a good YouTube video. Yeah. The Um, longer the better. Saying, try debunking it. Well, the video title is The Best Flat Earth Video. 1,000% proof (laughs) that the earth is flat. (laughs) So,
2: so, so you're already... I just
1: commented saying that the use of 1000% has already signaled the level of non-science this video will deliver.
0: But I bet to them, they think like, well, that's great. They've got to disprove it completely 10 times over. <laughs> like, good luck. Checkmate, globetards. Then
1: I commented because
0: the documentary
1: was literally made by a company called Odd TV. Oh, yeah, I've seen a video of his. But, but then he says ODD. Oh. Like he's trying to circumvent the fact that he's called <laughs> Odd TV. And I, so I just said Odd TV in scare quotes and then indeed. And then Lee replied, Watch it, ignorant prick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, did he mean uh, watch the video or like watch it? Watch your tone? I think he meant watch the video. I think he meant both. He's it a master of the ambiguous.
1: So I, I commented with uh, some of my problems that arose in the first two minutes and 19 seconds of the video <laughs> namely that he claimed there are no real photos of earth at uh, that oh. that water can't stick to a ball and that flight paths make more sense on a flat earth oh, but, wrong. That but that doesn't prove anything <laughs> um so isaac said don't be rudely jesus doesn't like rudeness <laughs> And I commented saying, also, in another phenomenal twist of irony, you spell ignorant incorrectly. Oh. So Lee then came back and said, watch the full thing, please. It's a pretty... Please. It's a pretty Goog video. Aww.
0: <laughs> Lee, Goog is
1: pretty, not a word, Lee. Pretty, Goog. I just commented but I like that he's that. gone
0: please now. Yeah. He's being... He's taken a different approach. He's realised that the tough, the bad cop, Lee, is making little progress because of our anti-authoritarian vibe.
1: Yeah. So then I I just commented with pretty goog and tagged Isaac in it. And then Lee Lee replied, good. I got the new LG Stylo 2V, and if I slide my (laughs) fingers over a letter by mistake, it types that instead.
0: (laughs) I love that slide my fingers over a letter is how you type yeah <laughs> like, so what he said there is if i type with the wrong letter the wrong letter is typed it's yeah. a lovely like he's blaming I just the love, device and i love the function.
1: specificity as well like that like yeah. i like i'm gonna go oh yeah no my whole family's having this problem with the lg Stylo T V 2 v
0: it's like a child when they like over describe what their new yeah. toy is <laughs> it's really sweet so, as
1: Isaac said, I I just responded. That's fairly. I do the same with my absurdly fat thumbs all the time. To which Lee said, I don't have fat thumbs, so I don't have that
0: problem. <laughs> Lee, you're not the, you're not working with the crowd. Lee. You've got to be a better audience <laughs> member than this. The material might not be you know the best, but it's we've got to start somewhere. <laughs> Comedy uh, is a two way street. Lee.
1: So so I. I I respond. I didn't know what to say to that, so I just said. So I just said. So you're one of the lucky ones. Uh, yep. I think I was optimistic, thinking that that might get through. As Lee uh, pretty much summed up the whole conversation with his final comment of, "I don't know what you're talking about, man."
0: Oh, Lee, you just want to hug him, don't you? If he didn't have such a horrible face. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> such such a receding hairline for such a you seemingly young that he of with such wrong views. Mm. It's a shame, and it? it's just hard. It's hard feeling sympathy for any of them when you know that they're probably an anti semite as well.
0: Yeah, well, that does seem to be a real theme. I think our relationship with the flat earth, because my involvement has fallen off over the last few days, for the most part. Like it's, I'm less uh talking to them less, but just my attitude towards them is evolving in the same way as like the stages of grief. I think I'm, at, <laughs> I'm kind of feeling a bit of pity towards them now because I've seen, like, I've had all the aggression thrown at me and I've had people like making memes out of my face that say globy baby and various CGI moron and things like that. So I've gone through that, which was wildly entertaining. I've been told that I'm like crying about the shape of the planet and and all that jazz but now there's just a real impotence and sadness behind them because i know that jeremy and lee are not the exception but very much the rule for flat earth which (laughs) is people who in some societies would be considered too stupid to breathe any longer (laughs) than they have been allowed so far but are ultimately like well-meaning sweet people who are just deeply misguided and we should treat them with compassion that's where i'm at I mean, I'm still, um, hate Carlo.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and David for my certificate. Can... On the
1: on the other hand, mm-hmm. we are planning, aren't we, a venture into a new community and they are all just cunts.
0: Yes. This is going to be a difficult expedition for that's a shame. Um, especially difficult because we'll have to relay, like I'm not sure that all our listenership will know even what, what we mean by the term incel. Uh, so why not explain the concept. We don't have any update now, we've just got a plan to, to kind of get in Inful on the ground trait. in that our uh, you know, our classic documentarian style. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a traditional. Through? <laughs> it's not it's not the traditional David Attenborough approach to watching mad things happen. This is like this is like
1: <laughs> this is like the grey gardens of the internet.
0: Yeah. It's documentary for the podcast
1: age. So in incels. Yes. It's an abbreviation mm-hmm. for involuntary celibate. Yes. Already one of the most tragic terms (laughs) ever formulated. But these are groups of furiously angry, Mm -hmm. misogynistic Mm -hmm. losers.
2: That's Um, them.
1: And they have a little subreddit Mm -hmm. in which they like to moan about the fact that um, women are evil because they won't fuck them. yeah and uh, and that it's not their fault in any sense it's about the it's standards society's of fault, women it? it's society's fault it's, it's, about because we enable, it's
0: because women have got more power now so they've they have this idea that comes from the uh, like the red pill concept like the game and all that about yeah. the sexual marketplace which is a fucking shame of a term i oh, know <laughs> but because women are now more uh, they have more agency within society. They can do what they want in in a way that they couldn't a hundred, two hundred years ago. This has been really bad for the for the involuntary celibate community. It's been
1: really bad so for just, ugly people who want to have sex,
0: <laughs> who want to force themselves on people without any consequences. Yeah, uh, they're not happy about it at all. But they have just the most phenomenal wealth of terminology.
1: They essentially they they. Tag cell C E L onto mm. the end of whatever they think it is about themselves mm-hmm. that makes them so uh, unfavored mm-hmm. in the in the game of sexual life.
0: So some of them like, well, I think the first time I saw it, it was just like face cell. Like that's just someone saying, "I've got a, an ugly face. I'm fucked." Which is, you know, on the scale the spectrum of uh, understandable criteria that's That's more towards reasonable yeah. than in fact, in light of some of the ones we've seen in the last week, that it looks like a beacon of normality
1: <laughs> because some some someone has come out as wrist cell,
0: but so many people have come out as wrist cell, apparently like maybe listeners if you if you've ever experienced this, if you're female and you've been put off or you know actually if you're if you're attracted to men, let's say, and you've been put off a man as a potential sexual partner because of the size of his wrists, do please, for the love of God, (laughs) let us know. Because this is a phenomenon that I'm confident exists solely within the mind of the wrist cell, of whom they are legion.
1: But it's all coming together. Is this why you always wear loads of like rubber bands and
0: stuff around your wrists? Oh my God, yeah. Maybe maybe I would be wrist cell if I didn't have these four Disney... rubber bands on my left wrist. Yeah. That'd I just be keep you. my right wrist behind my back <laughs> and gesture wildly. <laughs> like uh Charlie's uncle well, like the... always sunny with his giant oh, hand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> So but wrist then... cell yeah is a big one. Like that that is a huge percentage of the population. But so then... let us know if that's have you been affected by wrist cell. But they just get worse and worse. Mm.
1: My favourite at the moment of all time is still Skull cell,
0: <laughs> which has a real phrenological is, bent to it, doesn't it? It's, it's just, like, well, I can't be loved. I've got the skull of yeah. a criminal.
1: Like here's here's the, here's the part of the skull that says uh, that no woman will ever look at you. This <laughs> huge amorphous lump on the side of you.
0: But the thing is, like, if it were, like we've said, if if it were John Merrick, the Elephant Man, describing himself as skull cell, That's then you'd fine. be like. Okay. Well, I understand your point there, John. Um, I'm sure, you know, love is a complicated thing and it's more, it's about more than just the physical appearance. I'm sure there's someone out there, John. Maybe now that Tinder exists, you'll have more luck yeah. than you did back in the day. But if, as is the case, what they mean is that they don't have like the jawline of a fucking, it, I don't know, it, it, like Calvin Klein it, model.
1: It's literally. millimeters
0: yeah they describe it as millimeters of bone yeah did you see that dreadful meme that someone
1: had made of uh it was one of those who would win memes Mm -hmm. and it was who would win and on the left it was three hundred thousand years of uninterrupted genetic history and then a picture on the right of someone with i know a slightly thinner face than you might want (laughs) With a with a slightly with a, with a skull semi superimposed over the top of it, it like, or a few inches of bone. <laughs> what well, if well. that is really where you're at? Like mm-hmm. if you've managed to dig yourself into a hole where the only ladder out of it is to assume that well, I was born without a perfect skull, yeah, therefore, imagine. therefore, I'm going to advocate for some of the most heinous hateful crimes Mm. that you could possibly imagine
0: yeah they're really quite unnerving there's eye cell as well and we haven't (laughs) i I think it has something to do with um people i read one person said that their eyes weren't like the whites of their eyes weren't bright enough that's why that's why no (laughs) one was sleep with that's it um but another person was just about like their eyelids were too hooded and that was, yeah, <laughs> I'd be a total Chad. Chad is their term, their catch all term for men who I, I don't even really know how they're defining it. Is it just normal people? Is it people it's, like, okay, it's normally like out.
1: jocks, muscular. Okay. Um, uh, they consider them all to be like hugely abusive and horrible. What
0: I like about it is that Dumb. there's a real um, homoeroticism that I'm certain they don't mean because they're some of the most homophobic are transphobic, but misogynistic maybe people of all time. But, it, but, but it, they, it, when, when they're I describing reckon, the Chads...
1: I reckon that it's like um, American Beauty, like Chris
0: Cooper mm, in American yeah, Beauty. he does pretend you know. too much.
1: Yeah. He's so like, really, oh my
0: God, I hate Chad with his glistening biceps and abs that will make you forget Jesus. It's just like, they and, just get really into And some
1: culture. of them, like some of them have flares on there, saying about how many times they've been cucked, which is their... <laughs> The term oh, for yeah. uh for, for when they they've been going after a girl and they've been you know treating her like a
0: prince. Going after can hear mean had eye contact for point three seconds.
1: Yeah. Um but then they've gone out with somebody else instead. And yeah. like I just saw a guy on there whose flair was cuck times two B B C. Oh
0: that's a shame. <laughs>
1: yeah. We- <laughs>
0: If, for those who don't know what that term means, have a little <laughs> Google on your own clock. Give it a Google, as we used to say, as and, uh, uh, as Lee used to say. Not not for um, not for the British Broadcasting Company. No, no, not them. It's it has a, a rather different. Bent You'll find to it. it
1: on a different sort of website.
0: <laughs> Overall, yeah, they're a, they're a total shame. But what a shame that we're very interested in just kind of understanding where they're coming from because about, at the end of the day they're all people like the flat earth people and we want to understand their like how they've got to this stage of their life where this is what's happening
1: what about the guy who said that um being a short man made you the most oppressed person on the planet he was like
0: if you're under five foot eight life is over like was <laughs> the name on the post. He, like, he said that okay. there
1: was a that uh, the gender wage gap was a fake but the height wage gap was real that yeah. that men over six foot earn $700 a year more.
0: I've heard that there's like a correlation in, in, but it's so particular. It's like if you work in corporate finance or something because of like the perception of authority. But to to put that argument against the idea that there is no gendered wage gap or the idea that like, well, therefore short men have it worse than anyone else on the planet. They yeah. literally describe them as the most oppressed class in the history of the world
1: yet no one's ever had a march for us he said <laughs>
0: yeah imagine
1: mar- should we match. start should we organize a march for oh sure please see who comes please. along fucking that would be street full of dwarves
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yeah look we'll give you updates on incels as we learn more about them um Leave us to do this research, guys, because it can get pretty unpleasant pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, and we're kind of you do not do it by now. <laughs>
1: yeah, we we're, we're fully lost to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, okay. Isaac, when Isaac dies and eventually has to become part of the internet, he's going to be so at
0: home. <laughs> it's going <to> be unreal. <laughs> oh dear! Right, Proust. Okay, We've waited come Too long. Just do we're a couple, do maybe number 26 we left off with what is your most marked characteristic and i had as i recall a very precise singular clearly defined answer to that that i've can't remember now um, <laughs> but number 26 what do you most value in your friends and why also the queen is on the cover of vanity fair this month or really week. i don't know how often vanity fair comes out oh,
2: well, along well with done. the
0: headline poking mark zuckerberg <laughs> Sounds like a strange concept. <laughs> Fun. So what, what do you do make value, value in your friends? friends? I've got a quick uh as I like to do, quicker addendum. Got on. Uh, a query. Now is this what I value in pre-existing friends or what I would look for in new friends because they're not necessarily the same thing.
1: I, I presume pre-existing, like what is okay. it that you most value in, in your friends? Why are my your current best friends, friends. Are your friends? Okay. You know, what, what were others lacking?
0: Mm, that meant they were shunted off the bench yeah when we divvied up who we were going to stay in touch with <laughs> oh
1: really. uh, good let's keep bringing that back up.
0: That <laughs> makes
1: us sound great
0: really friendly <laughs> it was actually i i don't know there's two sides to that story because on the one hand that could be portrayed by a feckless informer as a like an act of barbaric lack of empathy but on the other hand we were just like look we recognise that we're two people with very limited emotional resources. <laughs> <laughs> so why we don't want to spread ourselves too thinly. We need to just cut it down to the select few like Jesus did with the disciples.
1: I, I like to think of it more as we just, um, we were aware that there is the tendency at the end of these uh, long periods of time mm, to together, like, oh whether it God, be university or prison, uh, yeah. to be like, oh, like we'll be best friends, like we'll go come and stay at each other's houses all the time. And I, yeah. we were just very aware that not only does that <laughs> not happen in the most cases, but also that we didn't want it to for <laughs> 90% of the people we called friends. I, yeah. I. There are so few people whose houses I want to go to. I don't <laughs> want to see where people live. I don't oh. want to know about it.
0: I know, it sometimes can be a, a worry, can't it? Like, if you go and someone's got too many different stuffed animals. Yeah. Or, like, too many. By start, I meant taxidermy rather than, like... Yeah. Like... Beanie babies. You then, then have to just busy, rethink
1: so. the, your entire three years as friends and think, "Yeah, well, hang on, okay." What?
0: <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, that's why I just <laughs> kept bringing up animals. Trying to stuff me. That's
1: why we always took that long route past Builder Bear. <laughs> um,
0: so, in current friends, then, yeah, I guess it's not going to be that illuminating because for whom is it not the case that like humor is is yeah. a really important thing or like having a quick wit in an intellectual sense, or I don't know, not being horrible to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, who's answering this question with um They have to spit all the time. I'm yep. not friends with people unless they spit on the street.
0: A, a faint smell of urine about them. that's untraceable, but, but palpable nonetheless, <laughs> a real miasma.
1: And it must always go unmentioned. <laughs> no, no one's ever allowed to bring up the
0: urine. Have you had, or have you had, oh fuck, I've confused myself, have you had, or do you have any friends or acquaintances
2: with the smell a particular, of
0: urine. <laughs> no, not necessarily urine, but with a particular unpleasant scent that you have not broached?
1: Uh, no, I I tend to not <laughs> be friends with such people.
0: But what if you can't help it? What if it's like a colleague at work who you have to talk to? I, uh, I'm just I, curious as I have as had to- a
1: colleague who always smelled very odd. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but I was but what was
1: um what, what was comforting was that everybody knew that he smelled odd so right. we could all talk about it to each other okay so nobody had to confront him
0: i'm very curious about the origins it's, the origin story of people who walk around life with an unusual scent
1: i it's really i mean for me it's odd because i have such a a really strangely particular sense of smell because, as I've mentioned oh, before, not my really, my nose it? is really broken. Like I have such a poor mm. sense of smell, but it seems that what I can smell probably possibly because it's so little, I have a really good memory for. Right, um, and I really like can really easily identify
0: olfactory so, memory is supposed to be like this one of yeah. the strongest, anyway, isn't
1: it? My, my girlfriend is constantly kind of slightly unnerved when I'm like. Why have you stopped using your shampoo? Or sometimes I just go... You <laughs> "Oh, you fucking Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I know, exactly. You're wearing Evian Horrid. skin cream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you wear Lair de Toft. Like you know, when he, he smells today. encephalitis in someone's head. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Horrid. He um, describes it as sweet.
1: Or sometimes I, I launch with the, uh, the slightly more worrying sentence of... Hmm, you don't smell like you. <laughs> or, or or indeed you do smell like you <laughs> oh, um, no. and then the other the other week it was even more uh, worrying because i i went over to ireland and i stayed with my girlfriend's parents
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so obviously like i was staying in her room but she she wasn't there so i used her shampoo and then had to send her the message that i smell like you
0: <laughs> oh no
1: which i realized is probably a, probably a mistake <laughs> i smell but yeah, I, maybe I have had uh, friends who smelt really bad mm. and uh, I just uh, didn't know.
0: Well, what would be your approach to to broaching the subject? Say, like, we've both got a mutual friend called uh, Bob, let's say. And um, <laughs> I didn't actually mean that to refer to yeah. anyone in particular, but it accidentally has yeah. done. Um, and, you know, like, we're really good friends. We like to see him at out at... And where do we go? We we see him out at Spoon's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the only place you could think of that we go to.
0: <laughs> but I meant the one in, in like Charing Cross, so it's salubrious, right, relatively okay. speaking. Uh, and one day Bob comes in, and it's always been there, but today it's just worse than usual. And he's like a well-kempt person, like nice clothes, had his hair cut. He's got like, you can tell that there's some cologne there, but it's just being laughed at by the overpowering I think
1: you've just got to go in big I think you've got to go in big Bob you fucking stink <laughs> yeah get the fuck out of here <laughs> you don't have to go Pacino oh, oh Bob. Bob Bob you stink you you fucking I tell you smell about. like death Bob
0: <laughs> we're to we got to get you some cologne or something <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cover you in it Lynx <laughs> Africa stat <laughs> what do you got <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I think you've just got to go big
0: I'm, if that ever happens to me now, I'm definitely doing it as Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, what a great way to deal with the awkwardness of that situation, to just become another person. <laughs> like, well, Bob, it wasn't me that told you you smell like shit. It was Al, and he's gone now. <laughs> Alan he's gone Pacino, name, off he's gone. Alfred Pacino. What did we pretend he was called? Albert Pacino. Alan, I think, was Or Alan, that? Alan Pacino. <laughs> it's actually Alan. Alfredo or something, isn't it? Al oh, Pacino, let me look it up. We can't leave our listeners uninformed. It is Al Pacino, born Alfredo James Pacino. What a cool name. Uh, But yeah, that should be how we deal with it. So we've established then that scent is actually important in a friendship. If, If the opposite of scent is important, then it must at least have some importance.
1: Yeah, I suppose so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not asking that you, like, come decked out in samples from, like, Ted Baker's Cologne range. But... You know, make an effort is what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, I think, I, I mean, you mentioned humor earlier as one of them. I think that's definitely mm-hmm. one for me. I oh, just yeah. cannot, I would rather have a friend who is the most horrible person you'd ever known if they could crack a joke yeah, than the most insipidly boring person who is also very nice. I haven't got yeah. time. I can spend time with people who aren't, who are horrible. I mean, I wouldn't go to their house, but then again, I've said mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to anyone's house, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> I I can't... Just people who aren't funny really make me angry.
0: There's a lack of something there, isn't there? Yeah. It feels It's often that there's...
1: I always feel like they have an air of superiority about, like, not finding Mm. things funny. Like, you're childish if you laugh.
0: Yeah. And there's... Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that it's not just... Like, I don't criticise people who aren't very funny. But I criticise people whose lack of humour yeah. acts as a deterrent to others.
1: Yeah, it's a lack of a and sense it's not of humour, like, not lack yeah. of an ability to be actively funny. But if you can't appreciate when funny things are, are happening or when, like, your other yeah. friends are being funny, then
0: one of my why tests, even be there? One of my tests of, like – or it's not so much a test I would actively throw out, but <laughs> I quite, like, in conversation with new people – Uh, the the optimal environment for this is if you know one other person so if it was like me and you meeting a load of people that we don't know very well yeah or maybe like a mixture of a mixed ability group let's say where the ability is how well have you known us so far (laughs) i like sort of wrong footing people in conversation which is not necessarily a dick move as it sounds but it's just more interesting to kind of cut through small talk by like bringing up i don't know some something about mad topic to talk about or just sideways glances at the world, and if um, if people can't handle silence that follows when someone says something odd, then I find that that's a person who's like deeply insecure about their own place in conversation. So anyone who goes, mm, "That's awkward," is is someone who I will instantly hate. And it doesn't really happen to me very much because I don't. I'm quite like aware of situations in which you're going to make someone feel awkward by saying something. So I don't, but if someone I know like who's more uh, willing to suppress that instinct like you or like Dan were <laughs> to say something outlandish and then someone was like, okay, that's awkward. Then I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. Like, if you can't handle, if you can't come up with anything better or just revel in what is obviously a deliberately awkward moment, yeah, then there's a problem there. And I don't think we'd ever get on. It's
1: because they've used it as a chance to kind of try and seize the ground at an easy Mm, moment.
0: Status. They're trying to get above you as me and Chris used to describe all social interaction. Yeah. We used to go to like meetings and be like, right, we need to get above him. So step one, we're going to get above this guy. (laughs) Step two, we're going to just lay out the plan and then we'll step three is just we'll get it done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everything's about getting above. As
1: a side note, an ability to handle drink is fairly essential
0: now, by handle, do you mean they need to be able to drink? Do they need to be able to match you? No, need to be able to, like, no, no, no.
1: They don't have well, to be to able to drink the but they need to be able to handle themselves with some decorum through drinking. Okay, uh, right. and you know this is this is absolutely not to say that I always do the same myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would not dare That'd be, be a such a hypocrite. devilish lie. Um, but for for a large portions of any night. I and those around me can handle their drink. Mm -hmm. But if someone, after like an hour of being there, is already throwing up, or is already like shouting too loudly...
0: Just throws the rhythm off. It does. The entire night.
1: You're making the rest of us feel bad. And you need people to be on... On um, on their game, certainly for the first few hours of any event, because ordinarily you and I, certainly if we're both there, will be running some sort of scheme. So you need people to be with it, <laughs> like we, like when we, with my redrinking, when we had the ever-growing tables.
2: Oh yeah, need, that was fun. If
1: people aren't on their game, if people are already too drunk, then it falls apart. You yeah. either they're being obnoxious, so the staff tell you you've got to stop what you're doing, which is uh-huh. a very quick way for me. to, to hate you um, or they're just not with it and so the fun falls apart like we mm-hmm. we had a, a small corner table um at the sam smith's in trafalgar square yeah. and we were essentially just annexing entire swathes of this little <laughs> this little kind <laughs> of pit Absolutely that we were in
0: you craning the fuck out it geez. was unbelievable
1: and we, we were just kind of as soon as anyone left we claimed these tables and we made them <laughs> kind of zigzag across the floor and yeah. we had because uh, our group was ever growing and there was just a, a couple of people in the corner that were refusing to leave <laughs> Then we had this huge standoff with
0: Um, The UN had to get involved. It got messy. But we're always... Sanctions. We're
1: always running mad little things like this. And so we need people to kind of be with it. Yeah. And that's why... We need to get
0: with the programme. That's why you need
1: to be able to handle the drink a bit.
0: Yeah. I guess that throws up another thing I value in friendship, which is uh, being up for for adventure. Like, I I feel like I have a lot more adventure in my life than than I was led to believe adulthood would consist of. So whether that's just like... Well, we're near some woods. We'd better go and like run around in them and see if there's any like mad people with axes in there, at a house party, or it's just like annexing tables, or I don't know, exploring odd parts of places you haven't been to before. I think the, a sense of wanting to get involved with adventure is, is a good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's so easy to uh, to just. Go out and and have a regular night. And sometimes that's all you want. But you need people who are yeah. willing to, on the spur of the moment, change those plans. Yeah, to be ready I need to, a wild card yeah, to, element. To, 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 to come on board with the those tiny little moments that only crop up within the second, in the present, that you can't plan for. Yeah. And if they're not willing to go with those, they're boring as all fuck. But if they want to just yeah. go to Camden at 11 o'clock at night, they can fuck <laughs> off home.
0: Or if they want to run away across the meadows so that Declan has to chase them.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something you've they never forgiven. They can definitely fuck off. <laughs> they can keep going through that meadow till they come to a huge fucking well on the other side <laughs> and they can fall down it. But instead of getting Batmaned into a superhero, they can just die there like, like Tamara.
0: Maddie. Is it Tamara in the ring? Samara. Samara. Maybe. Yeah tomorrow's just some girl who fell down a well. <laughs> Sorry about Tragic that. Tragic story. <laughs> okay, I think, I don't think we have time for any more questions. What's, what's the next one? Let's do one it's, more. Actually, no, this is a quick one. Who are your favourite writers? Oh,
1: fantastic. Okay, so I would have to say... Sometime. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Go on. Does that do you, count? You wanna, yeah, does... it does count. Go on, you finish yours then. Okay, that's good.
0: No, that's it. Everyone knows, if you've listened to any episodes of this and not got the impression... But, that sometimes the greatest writers all time.
1: you're allowed more than one. Oh yeah okay
0: because oh, yeah, no, I, I don't
1: okay because i was about to i don't think you'd ever forgive yourself listening back if you didn't mention Nabokov.
0: oh yeah no i was going to yeah oh
1: yeah you know you won't you were going to leave it at some time i'm writing was, to his family i'm going to tell them <laughs> <laughs> um delillo
0: yeah we've mentioned him yep. in the last episode as well yeah we did i'm sure we brought up all these people before also who else paul simon here's a little sideways one for you I think he's one of the greatest lyricists of all time, guys.
1: I uh, so have that. I think you'd be a fool to disagree. Yeah. Who else uh, do I like? I'm going Chris Hitchens. Oh yeah, such a
0: clarity of prose. It's just Chris Hitchens. It's unrivaled. Incisive. <laughs> uh, um Go on. Who else do I like? It's, I don't know. There are not that many that like are eternal favourites for me. I'm quite. I'm not that attached to people's bodies of work so much as individual yeah. tones, but people like I don't know basically if you were Russian and you were alive in the 19th (laughs) century then I'm almost certainly a fan why is Russian
1: 19th century literature so good and British 19th century literature some of the most boring (laughs) prose ever put to paper
0: I guess well the British all that British literature of the time and even like early 20th is so caught up with telling the same story about class
2: that
0: Although there's that novel that I read in the only thing I ever read at uni uh, that was on my course, that is, that was this thing called um, Diary of a Something, Diary of a Something Man. But anyway, it's about a serial killer and it was from Victorian England or Scotland, maybe. And it was actually like really interesting, but. Totally forgotten. So there was interesting stuff, it's just that everyone was, was boring. Why Lord Farquhar, <laughs> I do declare you've rather looked at me wrong. I am but a scullery maid and all that bullshit for eight thousand pages. In the world of But yeah. Okay. No, well, I was just gonna say on Russia, there must have been something particular to the kind of turmoil that the country was in. Yeah. it seemed to be in like constantly. Yeah. That just bred a genius class of writers that had long since gone.
1: In the world of poetry, I'm going to add Louis McNeese and I'm going to mm-hmm. add David Harzan. Caroline Duffy? Oh, no, it was David no, Harzen, no. not Caroline Duffy. Duffy. Uh, they're quite similar there, aren't they? In, Wrong. In wow, wrong. Don't be a prick. Also, like Oh, yeah, uh, I'm going to put uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber in there as well. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of Sit like uh, Dan. He's like the new he's Sondheim. He's like the modern Sondheim, isn't he? He's
0: Sondheim. <laughs> no. N- 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 jump off a cliff. I'm going <laughs> to chuck in Murakami. I always enjoy a Murakami oh, yeah. book, even though they're almost. Similar to the point of farce, because they all involve (laughs) jazz, black coffee, cats, and classical music that is unnecessarily detailed in its particular description, and it's always a particular performance. But there's something about that kind of magical realism that is like reading your own dreams put better than you. And it was the first, reading Murakami for the first time was the first time I appreciated translation as a concept, because it's just the most elegantly translated prose I've come across very nice um let's, let's go, go let I think so we've got that was question what 27 Seven. Seven. we've got plenty more coming guys 35 in total so don't you worry yourselves we've had two I oh know three emails this week thought monster very quickly here thought 14 do you ever think about the fact that cows drink milk but won't eat cheese I like the word won't here yeah I've tried they won't go for the bugger that's odd um no, I've never thought about that fact, I'll be honest. <laughs> Even now that you've mentioned it, my mind went blank.
1: <laughs> Skipped the over entire time. I have forgotten what the thought was.
0: <laughs> um Thought Monster. You're obsessed with food stuff at the moment and it, it needs to change. It did like, just that's uh,
1: just a tip. It did remind me of the uh incredible line in uh, in the thick of it mm-hmm. when uh Glenn is being brought before the inquiry and he, he's asked uh, uh and and do uh And and does everyone leak? He's like, well, that's like asking me, does a cow drink milk? Well, does it? I don't know.
0: Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn, they do. Um, Mark's been in touch. Mark's still in Paris, as far as we know, but it turns out he's a prolific traveller, Mark. He's been around the block uh isaac and declan as always enjoying listening to your discussions thank you mark we appreciate it moving on from the philosophical discussions of is the earth flat do we evolve and can we read the bible as an exact historical reference text to hurricanes i trust we can all agree that hurricanes are real do you say hurricanes or as the bbc insists in its live broadcast hurricane hurricane Irma is back again hurricane same uh I just pronounced buy-
1: the word is the thing
0: Yeah, I do that as well. It seems like RP tries to prevent you from doing that for the most part. We could, by now, have had, for the first time in a season, two Category 4 or greater hurricanes making landfall on mainland USA. Note how it has to be USA as the reference point to make it newsworthy. Let's not worry about all those small islands that have been flattened on the way. (laughs) True. Sad. It seems that scientists are not in agreement as to if the increasing severity of recent hurricanes is linked to climate change or not. Or, I guess, even if climate change is real. I'm guessing those in the track of one of these monster storms probably don't have the time to join this discussion, or particularly care for the finer scientific points concerned. Certainly at the moment, some say that we only think there are more. Only, we only think there are more big hurricanes now because they're more reported, and in fact it's really uh, this is just as it's always been. Anyway, I think one point that to me is clear that we humans are the most destructive creature that has ever lived on Earth, and we need to do something to change our ways all that aside i do have a hurricane story (laughs) i love the segue my family and i yeah it's good isn't it it's such a like good end point for that first section as well like end of act one all that aside i do have a hurricane story my family and i had just moved to northern florida my son had gone to school on the school bus best way to get there i've had my wife daughter and myself had gone to the mall we got there and all the shops were shut. We finally found someone to ask what was going on and they looked at us as though, as though we were mad and asked if we realised that there was a hurricane on the way. We said we'd heard mention of it but did not really think that it was a big deal. So we drove back to the school to find our son was the only one left and the headmistress was about to take him home with us. Oh no. We went to our house, which fortunately had storm shutters, and waited out the storm. It was truly amazing to see how powerful nature can be. This was only a Category 3 storm. We still had about 20 inches of rain, and the damage done to the local community was severe. We all survived unscathed. Regards, Mark. Thank you for your email, Mark. I, yeah, we should say, like, if we have any listeners in, because we've got, I'd say about half our listenership is in America, if anyone's being affected by hurricane at the moment Irma or whatever the last one was that i've already harvey. forgotten harvey then um we hope you're doing well our thoughts are with you aren't they declan they are indeed yeah
1: stay safe and um don't,
0: yeah stay safe
1: don't panic but also don't be one of these people that ties themselves to something on the
0: beach don't to prove a point shooting at the vol at the volcano <laughs> at the <hurricane. laughs> they're all the same they're all different titans and hercules yeah Don't start shooting guns at it, like that article said. Did you see that? Yes, it's a shame. That's that's a shame, isn't it? Adding (laughs) more debris there to kill people as the winds whip through. Um, Yes, thank you for your email, Mark. That's interesting to hear, a first-hand account. I have no first-hand account of hurricanes other than that this time, about this time, five years ago, I was flying to Florida uh, through the ironically named Hurricane Isaac which (laughs) if it had killed me I'd post a status that was like you're allowed one minute of laughter for every ten minutes of solemn reverence because that would have been a real shame it it might have been September 11th in 2012 as well so there was like a double edged flight in that regard
1: I didn't know you then but I would still have laughed when I inevitably (laughs) heard your story on the news
0: it would have been yeah it would have been like a ah not the onion piece I hope uh, look, how can people get in touch is the question on everybody's lips. And the answer on mine is TAS, TAS at shame.city for all your emails. Send us your thoughts, your feedback. What do you think about the flat earth? Are hurricanes as bad as they thought they were? Um climate change, what's that about? Anything you're thinking about. We've had one review as well. Oh Pastor we have, Chapman. yeah. Very funny indeed. Five stars, says a Jewish person ninety nine. <laughs> Always amusing. Always, that is. Not sometimes, always. always. Two great hosts, I think he means us, and deserves a bigger audience. Well, thank you he very much. He was on
1: much. about me and Amy. Sorry. Uh, I <laughs> a...
0: Wow, I think he was on about me and the times that I edited myself <laughs> to speak over. He was on about me and the times that I had little harpsichord music on Lincoln or Darwin. It was Darwin, it was. yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ever the fan You were part of a different show. <laughs> <laughs> um... Also, before we do another plug, we're gonna be revisiting our friends at a turning point podcast in the coming weeks. So we'll probably post another mini episode on the feed, so look out for that. Um we forgot to plug the mailing list last week as well, so shame.city slash mail where you'll receive all manner of silence (laughs) and and the occasional (laughs) punctuation. Of an email every now and then with a bonus episode how else can people get them they action? can find us on Twitter can't they oh what a place
1: uh, it's a wonderful home for all things shame way to certificates shout right? uh, tweets that show that Isaac's a bit like Brendan Urie from Pan Disco. Like
0: I didn't like that at all. I know <laughs> you
1: didn't like that but the thing is it's almost exactly <laughs> what you have said several times on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> so.
0: and if you don't know what we're talking about then go to at that's a shame cast to be in the cool club
1: if you'd like to see um, Isaac's furious rebuttal you can find him at isaacbd, or you can true. find myself at Cynical Declan I'm mostly just retweeting memes these days
0: <laughs> it's a sad life <laughs> also shame.city slash Facebook we've got a Facebook group that we're going to do something with one day we promise probably at the moment what we'll do is just post flat earth stuff that we find and yeah. screenshots of madness from around the world so if you want to get involved have a little chat with us uh, then that's the place to do it other than that, you can leave a review, shame.city slash review, or search that to Shame on iTunes. Five stars, please, we love you. I've been Isaac. You've been... I've been Declan. And we'll see you on Wednesday. See you then. Lots of love. Look for the
2: bare necessity. Simple bare necessities, forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. As for me the necessities of life will come.